welcome everybody to Dueling Sorcerers. My name is Stacey Broadwell. I will be your host for today's show. And as always, we're just here to show that there's more than one way to source for talent. And joining me today are two very incredible guests. We have Mike Chuidian. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you, Stacey. Glad to be here. And we have Carrie Collier. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. So as we are welcoming our new guests, I'm going to allow them to take some time to tell you about, to let them tell you about themselves, what they're working on and what they're doing currently. So Mike, let's go ahead and start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, thank you, Stacy, And, um, you know, humbled to be here, everybody. Uh, my name is Mike Schwidian. I'm currently a senior exec talent sourcer at ServiceNow, um, mostly focusing on data science machine learning uh, space. So, you know, I've been doing the data science machine learning thing since 2015 or so. So I've been, that's kind of like my jam right now, but kind of have done everything, everything in tech and, and then a little bit of like, you know, off shoots like accounting and marketing and things like that. But um, I've been doing this for almost 17 years now. Love, love, love sourcing. I, I transitioned from a full cycle recruiter to being a sourcer because I just felt like I didn't want to do any of the admin type work that came along with being a full cycle recruiter. I just want to hunt, be able to find the talent, the good talent, and then, you know, um, have that impact, you know, right away. So you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but, uh, yeah, just glad to be here. Um, you know, excited to show you guys some things that are going to, that's going to be pretty, um, pretty basic. Right. For, for all of you who, who are kind of new to the space and then also, you know, maybe some, you know, just uh, some basic like kind of offshoots away from LinkedIn. So I'm going to focus on that, but I'm focusing on machine learning, data science and things like that. So glad to be here. Well, welcome, Mike. Quick little uh, a fact about Mike Chuidian. His mother and my mother went to the same high school. Super crazy, right? Carson Colts here in uh, Southern California. Go, let's and go. And our very last in-person conference, the LAX Tech Recruit Conference, Mike spoke at, and then three days later, lockdown. <laughs> lockdown, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> I'm warm. Um, so, and well, welcome to the show, Carrie. Uh, Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a senior technical sourcer. Um, I've been sourcing in the official role for about two years now, but I've been recruiting and sourcing uh, for a total of 15. Um, I actually discovered sourcing through SourceCon and watching people like Susanna and Ronnie and all the folks that are basically in the chat right now. Um, I decided that sourcing was my jam and I was really into it. Um, I have a real bad problem of really only seeing the good in people. So having me interview people is challenging. Um, so that's how I got into sourcing. Um, I've been recruiting and sourcing software engineers, Java, um, cloud, quality engineers, all the things. But tech is my space. That's my jam. Um, and I really enjoy doing it. Oh, awesome. It's interesting how all of us have these um, avenues that got us into recruiting or sourcing. And it is always uh, interesting how we're like, and I fell in love with it. Like it was so unexpected <laughs> that you're just going to really love what you do. 
Um, so welcome to the show, everybody. So without further ado, we're here to source. We're going to share our screens. We're going to source live. If anybody has questions, anything you want them to work on, you know, uh, put the questions in the chat. I'll be monitoring the chat and see if we can get to all the questions. If you need us to slow down or, or demo something, you know, we're happy to do that. We're here to just learn, make recruiting and sourcing open source and share our knowledge. So uh, without further ado, Mike, Carrie, what are we working on today? Uh, I think so, Mike's gonna go first. Yeah, yeah no, Carrie, Carrie <laughs> texted me earlier and she's like, you're going to go first. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, all right. No, nah, that's cool. That's cool. Nah. So uh, like I said, I'm going to be focusing on, on machine learning and, and data science because that's my space, right? But I think um, some of the takeaways that, that, that you guys will get is that you can pretty much apply it to, to kind of anything that you're, that you're sourcing on. Right. Um, with, with some tweaks and things like that, but that's what sourcing is all about. It's, it's about experimenting. It's about, um, you know, uh, not being afraid to, to fail, you know, on searches and things like that. Cause that's how you learn. And you're always reiterating those searches and things like that. Right. So that's one thing that, uh, you know, with sourcing is I always tell everybody like, you know, the great thing about, sourcing is that you're constantly learning and you're always like reiterating your searches and refining like your your methods and how you find people and things like that um, and, and I'm not going to get too complicated because when you overcomplicate things you know people just tend to get lost in in, in the muddy waters or whatnot but like so um, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen here and uh, we can get started and uh, let's see here Shoot, I'll just, I'll just share my whole screen. I ain't scared of nothing. So, um, excellent. So, we're going to click out of that. So, the first thing that I that I kind of want to show you guys is, um, and I, you see, I'm I'm in Seek Out here. We'll kind of touch on that later for those of you who haven't worked in Seek Out or whatnot. But it's a great tool. Um, so, for me, my philosophy of sourcing is basically. So I'll start with kind of figuring out like what are the hiring managers looking for, right? Um, and understanding, you know, the type of personality they're looking for. Uh, what what are the skills that they're looking for? Uh, what are some companies that they like, they dislike? Um, and then really understanding uh, what can you live with and what you, what can you live without. Um, and I think that's important because um, it's always, you'll, you'll never like hiring managers sometimes are just like, I want somebody from Stanford with a computer science degree. I want someone from, from Carnegie Mellon with a, with a, you know, with a computer science degree or whatever, statistics or whatever. And uh, you know, I always try to talk them down and I usually do, uh, but I always try to, to be like, okay, you got to look at the whole picture though. Like, you're obviously not going to get somebody from a Google or Facebook sometimes. I mean, although I've hired people with from, from Meta and the Googles before. Um, so, but I always try to tell them like, you know, don't just set your eyes on that because then your, your candidate pool gets super narrow. Um, now, one of the things that I love to do is to, is to kind of infiltrate you know, conferences, right? This is one of my, my, my most favorite things, especially the ones that are free and that are, that are virtual, uh, that are virtual and not just like live in person. This is one of those sites. And this is 
this is Scale AI, and they basically have a conference that you can uh, you can sign up for free, and you have you have access to all of the the, the keynotes and all this stuff. Um, and if you can find a conference for free that you can sign up for, do it because you're going to find that when you sign up for these conferences, especially if they're having it virtual and in person, that they'll have something called, you know, people or attendees or whatnot. And this right here, as I was going through this just a couple of days ago, as I was searching this, I said, okay, well, well let, me, let me just check out what this, this list looks like. And so as I'm scrolling down and it's going like you pretty much have to scroll and you see that little thing down here. It's kind of idling, but like it'll get you more. So anyways, I did that for as long as I could. So what I found was I found this list of people and this is pretty much everybody. But as I got to the very, very end, it stopped and it stopped at the G's. Right. And I was like, OK, so what am I going to do now? I'm. So what I usually do is I usually I usually go to my instant data scraper and I'll just put that in the chat here just so that you guys have it. And I used instant data scraper for sites like this because I'm like, I need the information like now I don't have time to go to go um, and uh, and create a script through like a data miner, which I also love, right? Um, but uh, what I do is I just kind of take that and I take instant data scraper and I have that, that little widget right here. I just click this. And basically what this does is it already recognizes, oh, okay, I already have a list of names or you know where, where I wanna look. So however far I took this down and However far I took this down, that's what it'll, it'll scrape. So it, so it says it, it's, it collected 179 for the ones that I, I kind of went through right here. Now, when I went through it a couple of days ago and I went all the way to the end and it only brought me to my G's, I had 2,400 profiles, 2,400 profiles. And I was able to scrape those 2,400 profiles, but it only got to the G's. And I'm like, one, I'm asking myself, how the heck do I get to those other, you know, the other letters in the alphabet. So I said, okay, well, this is a big conference, obviously, right? I get 2,400. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, here's the deal. I'm good. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do a search, a specific search for all of the people who would be relevant to what I'm hiring for, right? Or what I'm sourcing for. So there were two ways that I went about this. Um, I did machine because I figure, okay, I'm going to find machine learning engineers. So I just kind of left it at that because the, uh, the search or, or the, um, the search syntax for this is not very Boolean friendly. So it had to be just simplified. So I, that's what I did. I just, I just basically put machine in there and I don't know, I got some like 300 or something like that. So I got all these machine learning engineers. And what I did was I took that information, I scraped it. And, and what I did was I put it in, because you can, you can basically, 
take this and put it in a nice little table like this, right? I don't really need this. This is not the information that I need. So anyways, it gives me this information here. And all I really need is your name, what you do, and where you work. And after that, what I do, and I'll just kind of speed this up here just for, just for uh, what you call it purposes. So what I did was I cleaned that data and I got this list here. So what I did was I brought this list and guys, don't worry about not like getting, like if there's some something lost in translation, you can always contact me offline. So anyways, I brought this list into Seekout, right? I brought this list into Seekout and because I don't have any, I don't like, if you look at this Excel list, all it has is the, uh, the name, the title, where they work and, and their location. And so all I did was I brought it into, um, I brought it into seek out and it basically enriched it for me. So when I, when I uploaded that, right. When I uploaded the candidates, it just gave me all of the information in terms of enriching it, giving me the LinkedIn profile. And then what I do in here is I just basically Carrie, you can you can talk to and banter with me. I know you have some. I know you have some uh, some stuff here. But typically, what I do is I just I just get the email, and then that'll download all the emails, and then I'll just put it back into a, um, a what you call it uh, an Excel spreadsheet because I have a tracker. This is a this is a um, uh, as far as the tracker that I use. Like um, I basically have all my this is my this is my tracker that I use candidate tracker this has like um there's um vba scripts in here that i created um and uh, you know my master list i have here so this master <laughs> list talks to this um so anyways yeah so what i typically do is i take these these candidates and i put them in a messaging campaign and do a drip campaign on that so that's how i do that so if you have a chance and you're looking for a specific conference that that you're you know you're typically sourcing for either it's accounting or marketing or whatever try and find get in for free try to see if they have a people list and do do what i did there next thing i want to talk about is i hope i know so i know a lot of you have seen this maybe maybe not but i love using this and we're going to go into linkedin and i know you I know you LinkedIn haters out there. Oh yeah, LinkedIn, oh my God, I can't believe you use it. Yeah, you know why? Because it's sustainable. Something like this, guys, I like to call this an unsustainable sourcing method. Why? Because you're only getting it once. Once you get that data, you clean it, you analyze it, you clean it, and then you put it in a, you put it in a, a format, whatever is, is conducive to you, right? But when we're talking about, when we're talking about like sustainable sourcing methods. I love using this method. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to take this and this is, 
a keyword typo generator. So basically what it, what it does is it takes a word, right? And then it figures out like all the possible misspellings and, and, and things like that. And you, you can choose what you want. I, I typically just do all of them. I'll put that in the chat too. There you go. All right, so all I have to do is click generate typo and it gives me all these misspellings of engineer. Now just to show you just how sustainable this is because you could spend hours, weeks, months trying to figure this stuff out. We'll just take the, the, the misspelled word of engineer as engineer. We'll just copy that and we'll put it in here. I'm just going to do a simple and see what we come up with. I haven't even tried this yet. So I got nine results. You're saying to yourself, uh, that that's whack, like nine results. That's it. Yeah. But that's not, those are nine results that you probably wouldn't have come up with if you just ran a, a regular search spelling it spelling engineer correctly right so and this is just machine learning if i did software engineer probably get a lot more but what i'm saying is the 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 um the point here is is that you know you're you're trying to when you're doing a search like typically what recruiters do is they like to go the first 10 pages and that's it that that they're done you know some maybe 25 um most of you probably know that when you do a LinkedIn search, you're only limited to the first thousand results, which means if you do a, if you do a search and let's just kind of do this real quick. Mike, do you um, when you reach out to them, do you tell them they spelled it wrong? Do you mention that in your messaging? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to I don't want to rock the boat just then. But yeah. then afterwards, I'll like if they're interested and they and I have a conversation, hey, you know how I found you? This is how we did. So I, I tell them like, oh, I, I spelled um, engineer wrong in my uh, in my search. And this is what you, what I came up with. But anyway, so I got 758 results for software engineer, right? So I'm basically saying like, okay, sh LinkedIn, show me everybody that spelled uh, engineer wrong. And I get this. Now, that's only one way that I showed you that, that, that uh, of a misspelling, right? So because if we go back here, we have tons of them. Imagine the searches that you can do with this. It's, and this is what I could, this is what I call a sustainable sourcing method because you're, you can keep on going and going and going and you're, you're going to get different results, right? So, and it's just, and then just a matter of kind of analyzing the results, seeing what you come up with and things like that. But I feel like, you know, this is super powerful because, you know, you're, you're going to be getting results that are probably at the very, very back end of your search on pages 25, right? Or 50, is it 50? Yeah, 50, no, I forget. Anyways, my math is, I'm not very good at math as you could see, but um, so you, you know, you're, you're getting beyond like if you, if you had like 2000 
results, right? You're only limited to the thousand. How do you get to the other thousand? This is kind of the thinking. This is where that critical thinking comes into play. And you're just like, okay, this is how I should, this is how I should, you know, this is how I should start thinking about kind of bringing up profiles that I wouldn't be seeing, you know, after the first thousand pages, if I have over a thousand results, right? So it's just something that is something to think about. Um, and, you know, some of you uh, LinkedIn haters, you know, I, as much as, you know, it's not as cool to search away from LinkedIn, I get it. But like, when you need to, when you need to produce pipeline, and you need something sustainable, this is sustainable. Doing research and finding, you know, finding um, sites like this, you know, it takes research, it takes time, you know, but when you're under the gun, and you, you know, you have to produce, you know, a pipeline, why wouldn't you go to, why wouldn't you go? And you have that competitive advantage too. That's all I got to say. You got that competitive advantage when you, when you, when you employ a method like this, right? So that's just something that I, that I love to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great. Another site away from LinkedIn that I love is, I don't know if you guys have seen this. If you if you guys are recruiting like data scientists and and, and like researchers and, uh, and machine learning engineers, this is a great site. And this is basically um, the research site of Microsoft, um, but this also has like software engineers, has data scientists, it has research scientists, it has soft, you know, it has machine learning engineers, like every everything that that uh, that you might think of you know, maybe from a research perspective that in, that includes engineering, but this is great because it like has, like you click on a, a profile, which I've done, a, I've actually used data miner to, to um, I wrote a script in data miner to scrape that list on the front and then go into each profile and then be able to kind of check that, uh, you know, scrape all the other stuff about them. Cause sometimes you'll find, sometimes you'll find, see if this guy has sometimes you'll find contact info in those they'll have contact info right like right here like see he has his phone number then his linkedin profile too um and then you know kind of the research areas that you can you can focus in on like our ai like if i just click on this like it brings me to the ai page and it also gives me like the people that are you know tagged with ai or whatnot um but uh, but yeah, so, so you get all just awesome, awesome information in here. Um, so that's a that's a site that I love I love to use. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm all about sustainable sourcing methods, you know. And if that means I got to go to uh, LinkedIn to do that, listen, there's over 700 million profiles on LinkedIn. If you tell me that it's saturated and there's, I can't find anybody on LinkedIn, you are very misled. So <laughs> just take my advice and don't be a putz. And you know, just because, you know, you don't want to cert, you don't want to, you don't want to uh, source from LinkedIn because it's not as cool. You know, you want to do all this other stuff. Great. But when it comes time to pipelining and finding candidates, I mean, LinkedIn all day, LinkedIn all day. 
I mean, you know, I can, I can, I can source off of LinkedIn too, but why wouldn't I utilize the tool? Right. Why, why wouldn't I utilize it? So what do you think, Carrie? I would agree with you. I definitely find a use case for LinkedIn in my workflow. It's part of my daily workflow. Um, and it helps me make or get the offers that we need to fill the positions too. So I think, you know, as far as sourcing, I think Stacey's going to pop in. There she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, yeah. I agree with both you, Mike, Carrie. Um, also, if it's a tool that your, your um, company is giving you, they're also watching your analytics on the backside. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not something that you want to not, you want to ignore. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say too, someone at, at um, you know, uh, Zach over here, Zachary Cooper, shout out to you. Is there any easy way to put all those misspelled variations in an or statement? Hell yes, there is. I'm glad that you asked that, you know? Um, and uh, <laughs> if I could just share this really quick, cause I, I got, I got probably a, a minute or two here. Yeah, go. Stacey, if you Definitely. can, um, I just kind of want to show you that really quickly. Um, so, so yeah, like, let's just take, for example, this right here, right. Uh, we'll, we'll put that into an or statement. So basically what you do is I think it's a control H. Yeah, no, I don't like that one. So basically it's fine. And then find and replace. Okay. And then it is, it is, um, it's the up arrow and then P. And then replace all. Oops. How did I do that? Oh my gosh, I was just doing it. I just did it the other, the other like freaking 30 minutes ago. Right? Did you did you need to take or out? Or does or need to no, stay? No, I, I did I did take or out. Oops. Delete. Here we go. No. I don't know why it's not doing it. So anyways, Somebody I'm not going to this can be done in Google Docs. Yeah, no, I, there is a way. There is a way. So what you can do is um, there's a command and it's that it's that that's an arrow up P and then it puts it into just a paragraph for you. And then you go in again and replace it and then insert or and then, yeah, it's super, super quick. Dang it. I can't believe it. that's annoying. So anyways, I've got a trick for this. I'll, I'll show a trick for this too. Yeah, let's do it, Carrie. Show All right. <laughs> I will in a minute. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's it's just half halfway through the show. It's 10.30 Los Angeles time. So I just want to take a quick uh, shout out. Everybody, you're watching the Dueling Sorcerer Show. If you didn't know where you were, like, where am I? Dueling Sorcerer Show. My name is Stacey Broadwell. I'm the host. We're joined with Mike Chuidian and Carrie Collier, our, our guest duelers. And I wanted to make a special announcement. Um, we are going to be hosting um, with all of your favorite friends from all the Dueling Sorcerer Shows throughout the last few years, pretty much since COVID started. Um, we're going to be hosting on December 
1st, 9 a.m. Pacific and 12 p.m. Eastern, the Ultimate Sourcing Rumble. So it is a main event. You don't want to miss it. You can reserve your Zoom side seat at techrecruit.io. That's techrecruit.io. And uh, we'll see you there. So uh, again, that's going to be all of our sourcers one day. It's going to be a great event. All right, so back to the back to the show at hand, Carrie. Carrie, okay. what are we doing here? All right, so I'm gonna bounce off of Mike and uh, show the crew how to create a Boolean statement. Um, I had another example, but we're just gonna roll with his um, SEO generator. No, let me tell. Let me real quick <laughs> about Carrie. I met <laughs> Carrie at SourceCon in Austin. Was it 2017? 19, I think. You and Susanna. Yeah. She was an up and comer and like she's just become a an amazing, amazing, curious cat. Like she's she's great. So I can't (laughs) wait, you know, I can't wait to see this because Carrie, she come with it. She come with it, boy. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right, cool. So let me share my screen. Yes. It was 2019 and it was in Atlanta and I met, well, I really got to meet no, you. No, it wasn't Atlanta. Then, it was Austin. No, I've never been to Texas. Oh, you have? No? No. So let me. Come on. Oh, maybe it was because because Susanna and I were trying to get her into Walmart. <laughs> Hi, Susanna. Yes. Love you. <laughs> so can you see my screen? Did it work? It did. Okay, cool. So am I sharing our faces or the SEO thing? Can you see the? Yeah, I can see the SEO thing. Okay, cool. So I rolled with his um, SEO generator and put in engineer, and then you had your giant list, right? Yes. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and just copy all that, but somebody asked about Google. Um, So I'm going to run into Google Sheets real quick. Can I get a new doc, please? Yes. Okay. So what I'm going to do is just paste that right into here. Um, And for those of you that are tech recruiters and understand GitHub, um, who um, can appreciate um, bookmarklets and stuff like that, um, Andre Bradshaw has a really cool GitHub page where he helps out recruiters with really cool stuff. Um, And one of his things is a Boolean builder. Um, And I was going to show a different... I'll put it in the chat. Okay, cool. Um, So what it does is literally, in a use case for me, how I do it is I'll do like skills, actions, titles. um, What else would I want to put in here? Maybe it's like certifications. I don't know. I create groups of keywords that I want to look for. Um, But for this example, we're going to use Mike's um, weird ways of spelling words. So I'm just gonna go ahead and copy the column. And when you're doing this yourself, you can you can copy all the columns. Just hey, don't Carrie, copy the headers. I don't know yep. if we're seeing the right screen. Like, are you are, typing in a spreadsheet? Cause we're not seeing any typing. Yeah, our, well, I wasn't typing, but I was showing oh, okay. the spreadsheet. Can you see the spreadsheet? Oh yes, I can. I thought I heard typing. Okay, maybe cool. It, maybe it was Mike. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay, cool. All right, awesome, thanks. So now I'm just highlighting. Hopefully you can see that. Um, we're not highlighting, but now I'm going to copy the column 
And I'm gonna go to my bookmarks and find my Boolean converter. Um, and what's cool is it just pops out. No, we can't see anything but the blank spreadsheet. Can you see the pop out, the thing that popped out that says convert to Boolean string at the bottom of my page? No, what am I sharing then? Are you um, sharing your whole screen, Carrie? I yeah, I think so. there's a there's a selection, right? Share when you screen to entire screen window Chrome entire screen. How about there now? Yes. Yep. yep. Now y'all can see. Yep. Absolutely, you're good. Okay, good. Sorry. Um, so here I was in the spreadsheet. I literally just copied and pasted the list of words right into the spreadsheet. And um, when I was talking about the different type. Uh, I guess columns that you could create. You could do one for skills and have like Java, Python, whatever, straight down, actions, um, develop, developed, program, programmed, you know, like all the like words, um, titles, software engineer, software engineer, whatever you want to do in lists. And then certifications, if you're looking for certifications, you're basically just creating a whole bunch of words that you want to turn into a Boolean statement. And then you go to your bookmarks because you're going to download Andre Bradshaw's bookmark builder. Um, or Boolean Builder, and um, this will pop out for you. So then you literally just put in the words here. Um, I typically do say add quotes, just in case I have two uh, words like software engineer, and I would want that in quotes. Um, and then I would just say convert to Boolean string. So then now you have that Boolean right there to take with you wherever you wanna go. Um, so that's what I would use to build a Boolean, um, which is really fun. Okay. So um, I know I mentioned that I typically work on full stack engineers. Um, and a lot of times I'm just looking for top talent in the market. And I'm gonna, if I can get them to respond to me, I'm gonna find a home for them. Um, so my approach nine times out of 10 is never really about a specific job. It's about why they should be interested in working at Appian um, and our benefits and all the cool things that we're accomplishing, et cetera. Um, so with that said, I went ahead and created kind of like a whole one tab of stuff that I wanted to show you today, um, just in case I couldn't get to it all. Um, but of course, as any good sourcer knows, you're probably jamming out all day long. So you'll definitely want to have your YouTube up or your Spotify. Um, and then if you're not familiar with OneTab, what OneTab does is it actually takes all of your tabs on the screen and it condenses it down into literally one tab. Um, that's this Chrome extension here. So I can go ahead and put that in the chat for you. Um, a lot of use cases um, for OneTab is when you've gone in and qualified a position with your hiring manager, and um, maybe you've taken back the information and you wanted to kind of run a couple of profiles to kind of help you calibrate. Um, and you can go get a couple of LinkedIn profiles, click OneTab, which is this little like, push pin at the top of my bar up here on the right, um, and it will condense it all down. You can create a link and you can share it with your manager. Then they can just go look at the profiles for you really quickly um, and let you know if you're on the right track or not. So that's super helpful. Um, I can show you quickly kind of how that works. I just didn't want to like smudge all my stuff down. It's pretty cool, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
one tab. It's very helpful. Um, so I always use my brother as an example because he's just easy to pick on. So we'll pull Gordon out of there. Um, and then let's get, we'll just go ahead and build a mic. All right, so here we are. And the one tab is the button right here and it literally smushes it all down. And it smushed it down to my other screen. So I just need to drag it over. And as you can see, Gordon and Mike are right here in my one tab now. And if I wanted to create a link for my manager, I literally click share his web page and it'll take you right here. It'll create a QWERTY code that you can use. <laughs> um, or you can just copy this link right here and that's what you're gonna send your manager in the URL. Um, cool. Ooh, that's slick, boy. I was trying to go back to the things here. Okay, cool. So um, I know Mike talked about Seekout. I'm a huge Seekout user too. So I'm gonna go ahead and just show you something that I do as well. Whoops, I don't wanna do that, I wanna go back. So here's Seekout for me, and I'm just gonna pretend like I'm gonna do a regular search. So if you guys are Seekout users, or maybe you're not, and you just wanna have like your saved Booleans somewhere, and you want to quickly pop in your search um, and just get going without really having to think too much. Um, I'm really all about automation and making my life easier as a sourcer. Oh, do you guys not see my screen again or can you see it? Do you see Seekout? We still see one tab. Yeah. What is happening? Isn't that strange? Did you share your whole screen, Carrie? Yeah, I did. Let me stop again and try again. This is nuts. I've I've had I've had this happen to me too, Carrie. <laughs> okay, cool. Can you see Seek Out now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great, perfect. So here we are, Seek Out. Awesome. Um, Magical Text Expander is my jam. Um, I literally am just going to type in full stack right here. Oops. What is my magical thing? Okay, I can't remember what it was. Awesome. Let me go search for what I created. Pretty sure I did full stack. Oh, okay. Because I didn't finish. All right, so I'm going to literally type in my magic um, operator. So it's full stack SO. And as you can see, um, my entire Boolean just appeared for me. And I didn't have to think about it. Um, I created this the other day. I was looking for a full stack engineer and it was working really well for me and I never wanted to forget it ever. So I saved it into my workspace um, as a shortcut and I can easily go back in and just pop that in to seek out. Um, could you just easily save this as a saved search? Yes, you could, but it's just helpful sometimes when you're just kind of going quickly and want to find that search again. Um, that's dope, Carrie. I love that. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, Awesome. So another use case for it too is down here, you can see I have not statements. So I don't want, you know, folks that have retired because obviously they don't want to work for me. And I don't want to hire people that are working at Appian. Um, so I have all these different words that I'm typically not looking for. Um, but what you could do even is just have a code for not. And then hey, all Gary, of your not statements. Gary, are for the audience, for the audience is, is the not statement, um, 
uh, is the syntax uh, seek out specific? You know what I mean? Um, so they have, no, it's not. So it's not like it is in any other Boolean. Um, I usually put it at the end or you can do a subtraction sign like on Google when you're doing yep. like a Google yep. x-ray, you can yep. use either or. Um, but if you are going to use the subtraction sign, it does need to be slam against the actual operator. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. And then um, with Seekout, it's cool too. Um, as you may or may not know, um, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's algorithm and brain, like brains behind what it does when it produces results for you is producing what they want you to see based on the criteria that you have asked it for. However, Seekout allows you to apply weights. So to Mike's point earlier, where um, he was talking about, you know, going back like 500 pages to actually find the people that might have spelled engineer wrong. Um, seek out, you can actually tell it that that's what you want to see first. So you can apply weights um, and have it show you people that put TensorFlow, for example, for machine learning. I want to see that in their summary. Like they have to have that word in their summary. You can tell seek out to do that for you. And it'll pull back only those people that have TensorFlow in their summary. Hey, Carrie, um, just going back to syntax really quick. Sure. Your syntax, Boolean syntax, yes. impeccable. Impeccable. <laughs> I noticed that you didn't put quotes around a single a single word, which a lot of people, I mean, I, I know there are different thoughts on this, but like typically when you're using quotes, you, you want to use it in a phrase or, or more than one word. So um, yes. yeah, man. Carrie's up on it, y'all. <laughs> Thanks. Straight slaying it. So, um, thank you. Um, as you can see, um, also, I have a highlight tool. So, as I mentioned before, automation and making life easier for us is, like, my goal. Um, so, I definitely use a tool called Highlight This, where it allows me to configure um, different buckets. So I support many different groups at Appian. I support, you know, low code. I support Appian data. I support um, cloud native. And each one of these groups have very specific needs for their full stack software engineers. So I will pluck out words that are very specific to those groups. And I will um, create a highlight, I guess, group for each one of those things. So for low code, it's going to be orange. Um, most of the time, all of our engineers need similar things. So that's going to be blue for me. And then words that are typically not a fit. So if a hiring manager said, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in uh, the data scientist types of folks. So I don't want to see Hadoop. I don't want to see, um, I don't know, ETL or whatever all the things are. Um, I can highlight that red. So it'll stand out on a page. Um, so I can show that to you here. Um, Vincent, we'll just click on him and go into LinkedIn. But because my highlight tool is on, it's showing me that this guy uh, and I are in Android groups together. Um, he's a software engineer. He's definitely got a lot of Android, actually. Um, and everything's getting highlighted for me. Um, and I really like that. It just kind of helps me see things. Another really good use case for using a highlight tool is if you don't want it for everything and that's just hurting your eyes and you don't want to see that, Maybe you work on something very niche and you always want the word, I don't know, TensorFlow to show up every time somebody has it. 
or um, I know back in the day, I had to find people that had camel experience. And for some reason, that was really hard to find. Would have been great to have this tool back then. Um, but I could only highlight those niche keywords so that, you know, even though I might not be working on that role today, that word will always pop out and stare at me in the face. And I might want to still reach out to them and pipeline them for the future. Um, so that's stuff that I do, too, with multi-highlight. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. So as far as like research and stuff like that, um, you know, when you're when you're starting a new position and maybe you don't know a whole lot about it, there's a couple of places that I will go to to teach myself about different things. Um, so because Mike works on um, machine learning and data scientist stuff, you know, I had been around and know a little bit about that, but I never had to actually fully work on it. Um, so I might need to do some research if I had to like go head to head with him one day sourcing. Um, so I will go to a site called techmap.io. Um, you might have heard of glossarytech.com. It's kind of a very similar site to that. But what's great about this site is it gives you a lot of information to kind of help you with starting out on the right foot. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start typing in TensorFlow, which it looks like I already did or like remembered that I did. And I'm going to click on TensorFlow. And it's going to tell me what is it. It's going to tell me technology types. It's going to give me different types of translations for those recruiters that might have to recruit globally. Um, it's going to give me some synonyms. And then related technologies. This is what I think is really helpful. Um, so um, I think Mike was talking about how he tried to back his um, hiring managers you know, off a cliff from only having like three people in their pipeline or the talent pool to maybe now having 300. So this might be something that I would say, you know, Mr. Manager, I know you're looking for TensorFlow, but would you also be interested in somebody that has Anaconda or um, I don't know, any of these other words that are on here? And maybe they would say yes. Um, and then you can add this to your or statement when you're searching on LinkedIn or Seekout or wherever you are. Um, Another cool thing about this is we were at the beginning, but if you're looking for a certain technology, this is supposed to show you where all these people live that use this. So we'll just do the United States and see what happens. I played around with this the other day and it wasn't doing what I wanted, but it helps us to research and kind of understand. Do I need to zoom out or something? Okay, cool. Maybe it needs to think. Oh, it says zero. Oh, there it goes. Okay. So now it's starting to build out a map of where um, people are using TensorFlow. And it's also going to give you some names of some companies. So that might help you to target, you know, different markets or different companies that maybe you hadn't thought of before. Straight fire right now, yo. <sighs> Let me tell you. <laughs> that is straight. That's, that's straight fire. Love yeah, it. This, um, Dean DaCosta, I'm sure you've all heard of him, but he's always wow. pushing out like videos and sometimes I click them and, and want to, what is he learning about now? And, and he actually had mentioned this site and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's that. That was incredible, Carrie. I'm like, right now I'm like, oh, I can use that in a specific... <laughs> That is fantastic. I learned something new on every one of these shows. It's incredible. I always think there's going to be so much overlap. I learned some, there's so much that you can do. This is an excellent flow. Good. 
Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you learned something. Oh, no, you're great. <laughs> Can you still see my screen or has it like is it stuck on one tab again? No, okay, we're good. on one tab. All right, good. Um, so another thing, um, you know, to Mike's point, like I literally live on LinkedIn and seek out. Um, and it's not because I don't love doing x-rays and beautiful bullions and like going out into the interwebs and doing that stuff. It's just, I don't really have a whole lot of time to do all that scrubbing and doing all that research and still come through. Yeah. With the team that I'm on. So we're a small team. A lot of rabbit holes too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm a you ain't done shit in, 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 in eight <laughs> hours. You know what I mean? Right. Like, literally. Yeah. You just wasted a bunch of time. And it's fun. Like, I, I feel like that kind of stuff is what makes us love this job is because it's neat to know that if we need to pull that conference out of, out of our back pocket, yeah, can. we can you do can. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, somebody, so, somebody, um, somebody uh, asked, like, explain what sustainable means. Just what I oh, mean yeah. by sustainable is, is something that you can use every single day and it just constantly gives you results, right? As opposed to going into a conference site, figuring out how to get to the attendee list. And then after you're done with that, you're one and done. Or you go to um, maybe a, a GitHub, right? GitHub can be sustainable if you use mm -hmm. it correctly. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you, you just, it's one of those things where, like you said, Carrie, it's we have those tools in our back pockets yeah. that we can pull out and be like, okay, yeah, and now I'm gonna do this because I'm I'm kind of you know exhausting you know my my uh, my resources. But like, what I what I mean by sustainable is that you could constantly use it every day and it generates um, results that that you know that you that you would expect if you were working on a specific sourcing project. So. Yeah. Definitely. And leads to those offers quickly <laughs> versus taking a little bit of time. I think if you were in a huge team where like you could literally do that as part of your like, maybe that's why you're on the team is because this is what you can do all day and that you can do that for eight hours and your company's cool with that. Um, but for me, like I have to I have to go like I've got to get going. So a lot of the times for me, like LinkedIn recruiter, I use that for all the open to work stuff. And Susanna actually taught me that where you can create your safe searches. And once you've created a safe search in a project and you have open to work on every day, you just come in and check it. There's like three or four new people go through them real quick. Okay. Get your messages out, move on. You that's know, like, yeah, that's how I, that's how I really use LinkedIn. But um, to your point to GitHub, there's another site called dev.to. And I was actually curious if it was going to have machine learning people for you. Um, but Pretty it sure. is a development community. Yeah. Um, sure it is. yeah. So I, um, if you go to it, you actually just, it's kind of like a blog and you can see that people have profiles. Um, and I think, you know, if you're, if you're new to sourcing or if you're established already, you kind of learn that there are certain words that are going to be consistent across profiles. Um, and in this case, um, let's see, they've got a follow that's going to be consistent. Um, joined on is going to be one that's going to be consistent across pages. Um, I've tried badges, but I don't feel like everybody has badges. So I, I've kind of stayed away from that. Um, but what you would do if you were going to do um, a x-ray, 
is you would do a site search and you would type in site.dev or site colon dev.2. And then I had put follow on there as well as joined on. And I did do in quotations because I specifically want that. And then an in-text search. And I actually was doing full stack for this one. Um, let's switch it up though. Let's do machine learning and see what happens. Oops. I know we're getting close to two. This, this did go fast. Okay. So once you do that, up pops about 4,000 results of people that apparently are into machine learning. Um, with my, my day job is machine learning. Let's do a location and do, I don't know. I wish I'd paid attention to the tech map when we were looking at TensorFlow. <laughs> Let's see if there are people in Virginia. Okay. So, okay, Hampton Roads. Let's look at Maurice. He's interested in NASA, statistic modeling. Modeling is a word, machine learning projects. So that's great. Um, and it looks like he's got his LinkedIn right there. Not his LinkedIn, but his GitHub. So we could totally check him out. Um, might want to follow him. I don't think we can message people here, but we would go on a, right. a wild we just, get, we just need a name and a, and a company, man. Yes, and there's his email right there. So we could just go ahead and reach out to him. Ooh, let's go. Day. I know. So um, that was something really fun. That's another site that you can go to if you're not going to be on LinkedIn <laughs> or seek out. But um, yeah, so I have other stuff I can show too. I don't know how much time we have. We have five minutes. Oh, they want a link to the dev.2. Is it yeah. this one? Okay. Well, here, I'll just do, how about I just copy that whole thing? And y'all can just utilize this. Oh, another thing that I would recommend too, um, just something that I've done, like attending conferences like this, you know, going to SourceCon, HRTX, like all the things, all the free things that are out there. Anytime someone saves or, or shares their x-ray, I always grab it. And hopefully I'm still sharing my screen. Um, but I will put it into my bookmarks and I actually have an x-ray search. So I'll save all these x-rays that I collect from like everyone <laughs> and throw it in there. And then I always edit it to, um, you know, reflect whatever it is that I'm searching for. So I have a bunch of them there. Hey, Carrie, there, there's a question from Junior uh, Pizzuto. Is this Carlo Pizzuto? Uh, Carrie, have you tried to use pinned in Google for dev.2. I have not. I don't even know what that is. Let me go to it. Is it somewhere? That might be something you'll need to teach me. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo's coming up. He, he's going to be the next. Uh, I know, right? Dueling Sorcerers, man. Yeah, we got somebody for the next Dueling Sorcerers. Yes, <laughs> sir. for sure. All right. Let's see if there's anything else I can share. Um, oh, so one quick thing, as far as subject lines, um, I was sourcing the other day for a software engineer and the guy was a former Marine and he was a sniper um, when he was in the Marines. And so I literally just started typing into Google, what does a sniper? And it just completed the sentence, say before they shoot. Um, and one of the things that actually popped up was I'm not a robot. Um, where is it? It's going to be in the Reddit one. Oh, that's not one. Yeah. 
You might need to reshare, Carrie, because it's not, oh, it, yeah, it's doing dang that thing it. again. Gosh, that's okay. But it was, um, what was neat about it is it said like something like this one's for you, chesty, I think is what it, it was. Um, and I literally put that in the subject line and the guy like instantly responded. So I guess the moral of the lesson there is, and I know people say this all the time, is like really trying to connect to your candidate and customizing the messaging to like actually reflect that you looked at it is super helpful. <laughs> That's actually a true statement. Do you do you use drip campaigns in any of your outreach, Carrie? I do. I, do. I know Mike said he did in Seek Out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I use okay. Source Whale and I do one, two. Five. I do six messages. Um, I usually do a LinkedIn message first, then a connection request, then three emails, and then a final email. That's usually my flow. I'm I'm usually a four a four message person. Uh huh. I'll do, I'll do four emails and then I'll hit the LinkedIn, which is oh, fine. you do the email first. I do the email first. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, See, I mean, there's really no right way to, to do it. So That's Carrie, fine. we're still seeing the Maurice Hayward on github.com. Uh -huh. uh, okay. We're, kind of, we're top of the hour. Let's all, let's sure. bring it together. We'll unshare. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little powwow. Um, yeah, we're top of the, I, I mean, seriously, I, I know everybody else has been saying the same thing. I've been doing this now for a while and I learned something new. I'm like, how much other stuff could there be out there? And I'm always blown away by the knowledge that's out there. Um, so on, on your flow of outreach, I just want to follow up because I find it really interesting how, you know, Mike said he starts with the emails and you start with the LinkedIn. And I'm a firm believer of doing both, right? Um, yeah. So when you're doing the LinkedIn, Carrie, when you're doing LinkedIn um, and then you do the connection request, and uh, then an email. Do you wait then for the person to respond or accept your your request? And then how do you follow up to see if they've accepted your request? Do you have something that notifies you? Um, so I use SourceWell, and SourceWell is like an engagement tool. It's primarily for messaging, and it basically instead of living in a spreadsheet all day, which is what I used to do to remind me, like when does when was the last time I did this? When was the last time I did that? And it was just like a cadence that I did every day. SourceWell just automates that for you. So every morning I come in, there's like a to-do list and it says, you know, you've got 15 connection requests to make. Um, and then you've got 20 and mails that you've got to send. Um, because you, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Carrie, huh? so the SourceWell, are you like, I'm like confused. Like you're, you're, is SourceWell doing a drip campaign for you and through LinkedIn? LinkedIn? What? So it, so it just prompts you. So oh, like, prompts you, but you still got to go in there manually and, and yeah. message. Ooh. But the, but the email part is automated, so oh, I don't yeah. have to. The email part is automated. That's what I was. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Because see, that's why I, I like to do. Because I'll forget, man. Like especially if I'm doing a big campaign, like if I'm hitting like 200 people, like I'm all about the drip campaigns because I could set it and forget it, and then you know I get that feedback from from Seekout that tells me, hey, this person opened it but I didn't get a response and I can always go back and be like, okay, so I'll, I'll just make that into a list. I'll, I'll import it into a, a LinkedIn project folder and then I'll hit them up. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, yeah, so four messages and then, and then five, and then the last one goes to LinkedIn. So yeah. Um, another thing I did with opens. So I did a campaign. It was like a sprint 
and we did like 200 messages or something. And it told you this person opened your email 15 times, but never replied. So mm -hmm. I went back for sprint two, cause we did the same, same group again. And I reached back out to all the people that opened my message a bazillion times, but never responded. And I sent another message and I actually got a guy that finally responded to me and he was interested. And this is a success story because he did enter the interview process. He did get the offer and he did accept. So like that open rate thing, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're opening it, at least, you know, they opened it and you know, you can use that to your advantage. You know, so there's nothing better than a than a than a, a good drip can. I don't even know why LinkedIn doesn't even do that. Cheap yeah. asses. Uh, there, there is a tool you there's. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you guys up. Duck Soup. Okay. It will automate your. It will send somebody an invite, a message, and then it'll follow up with a message after they accept your invite. And you, it's a drip campaign for LinkedIn. Ah, uh, it's fourteen dollars a month. It's amazing. Wow. Oh, damn. I've been using okay. it for years. Um, but the, well, you not yeah, come, drip, I haven't known you this long. You're not telling me about it. I, I, do you watch my show? <laughs> I, I've demoed it several times. But anyways, yes, Duck Soup. It's a new version of Duck Soup where you can actually do drip campaigns in LinkedIn. Oh, um, wow. it, connection request, invite, all that stuff. And then a follow-up message. And then an additional follow-up message if they don't respond. And if they don't accept your invite, it will actually, in two weeks, you can set it to delete or withdraw the invite so you don't get I pinged. need that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sitting there like once a month That's doing slow. the withdrawals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, it's past the hour. I've kept everybody for so long, but see, we, like it goes by so quickly. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for Dueling Sorcerers. This is the last show of the year. So, Carrie and Mike, thank you for sending us off into 2023. <laughs> and it's it's just been an honor to have you on the show, and I really appreciate it. We're going to have this recording available in the Tech Recruit Hub for the Members Hub. Give me a few days just to like you know upload it and all that kind of stuff, and we'll have it ready for you. And then we're going to trickle out some of these like highlights from the show that Carrie and Mike have shown to us today. And um, we hope to see everybody at the Ultimate Sourcing Rumble. It's uh, December 1st is the first Thursday of December. It's a all day, you know, toe to toe rumble of all of our sourcers, your favorite sourcers from the show. So we hope to see you there. I'll be there. And, uh, other than that, have yourself a wonderful day and please be kind to one another. Okay. Hey, connect, connect with me and Carrie y'all. I, I know I, I, I didn't answer any questions. I didn't answer a lot of questions in, in the chat when I was doing my thing. But uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Listen, I'm all I'm an open book, and I'm always always willing to share. I mean, you know, I'm yes. I'm you know just hit me and Carrie. Up, you know, yeah. Carrie and I we talk every month. So I know, know I was gonna say it's true. Yeah, is that the best way to get hold of you, Mike? LinkedIn. Yeah, just just hit me up on LinkedIn, and then you know if you if you want uh, my email and number, uh, you know I'd be glad to give that out too. So it's all good. Carrie, what's the best way to get hold of you? LinkedIn's good. That works. <laughs> we're, we're sourcers and recruiters. We're all on LinkedIn. Yes. Best way to find us. That's right. Exactly. That's right. All right, friends. Have yourself a wonderful day. See you next time. Thank you. Bye, Thanks, Stacey. Bye, Carrie. See ya.